You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know every Tuesday and Friday morning. Good morning. It's, uh, well, already 8.02, crikey, on a Friday, but that's because we've got a special edition of the Whistler Pulse for you today, so hang tight. Hope you have had a great week. Lots to talk about, including the fact, as much as it is uh, pretty cloudy here in the valley right now, we've got a low-lying bank of valley cloud. It's actually pretty beautiful up top, looking at the top of Green Chair even, and uh, over to uh, Blackcomb where, yeah, Seventh Heavenland is looking stunning. It really is, and the top of the peak as well. And I have a feeling that the half note and high note they're going to be opening this weekend what with the Decca loop trail on black home opening yesterday yeah i reckon the high note and half note will be good to go remember peak chair is only open on fridays saturdays and sundays for sightseeing so it's not a bad idea to actually do the high note or half note trail during the week i know it means some extra elevation gain on the peakers traverse to head up that way it's a solid 45 minutes or an hour to get to the top of peak but you know what it means the trail's quieter right Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Top tip for you there. Hmm. Along with taking a hot water bottle when you go camping or hiking during a fire ban. Don't be having fucking fires. There's a reason there's a campfire ban, you numpties. No, I don't believe anybody listening to this podcast is a numpty. But uh, yeah, if you see people with fires out when you're camping, what do you do? You know, do you go over with your own supply of water and say, hey, like, I w- can I put out your fire? <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, a danger, such a hazard and ember at this time of year to uh, to all of us. So, or if, of course, you're at a BC p- a park ground or a provincial park ground and there's a warden, you'd want to tell them so they can deal with it. But yeah, it's uh, apparently $25,000 worth of fines were issued between just July 1st and 4th for fire uh, violations. Crazy, hey? Mm. So weather-wise, though, we are still going to have some dry weather over the next few days, looking for kind of cooler temperatures. Uh, Well, I say cooler temperatures, cooler than it has been. Still looking in the mid to high 20s and next week cooling off Thursday, Friday. Uh, getting more cloud later on in the week. But midweek, this weekend, a uh, mix of sun and cloud. Today it's going to clear. We're going to have warmer temperatures. I'm going to be heading down to Squamish for a hike where it's going to be probably 28 degrees today, but looking at 25 to be our high in Whistler. Like I said, pretty a uh, little cooler. It was nice and cool yesterday and breezy. But uh, looking for a high of 29 near Pemberton, they're going to be having temperatures above 30 degrees for the rest of the week. Uh, us here, we're going to be looking at maybe 28 on Sunday, 26 tomorrow with the mix of sun and cloud, but sunnier skies and warmer temperatures Sunday through Wednesday. That's the current forecast. Still temperatures overnight in the double digits, looking at just 11 degrees coming into dawn at, well, quarter past five these days for the next few days. Warms up a little bit after that and sunset. Oh, hello. Sorry about that. Sunset is at 21 minutes past nine tonight. It was a record-breaking 33 degrees on this day in 2015, so it's definitely cooler temperatures. But yesterday we had just a high of 22 here in Whistler. Mm. 
So that's your weather rundown. Of course, we could expect smoke as well to come in at any time. It's definitely hazy there. Nothing like the terrible air quality we've had in years past and not yet. It's still only the beginning of July. Lots of fire season weeks ahead of us, unfortunately. So be extra vigilant if you do see lightning uh, make landfall at this time of year. Don't be throwing cigarette butts out. Anything you can do as well to be extra vigilant about fires starting. You can actually get in touch with the government helpline if you spot a, a fire at star 5555 on your phone any phone that will get you through to reporting a wildfire good hey mm. For your road conditions, well, there is some roadworks happening. There are some roadworks happening, utility work, I should say, down in Squamish. That's until September. So some traffic control and crews working between Mamquam Road and Garibaldi Way there with Mamquam Road only available to local traffic. That's where the crews are working. Of course, that road work continues here in Whistler too, between Alpine Way now. Not so much Nicholas North, but it will be right through to Emerald Drive. Give yourself ample time to get through that uh, northern part of town because it's taking some people, I think Monday took people an hour to get through there. So yeah, give yourself lots of opportunity to get to from Pemberton and around those areas in Whistler because they're working from 7 a.m., right through to 7 p.m. most days. I'm not too sure if they're working tomorrow. Still no update on that. But there is a discussion happening about gas prices, for instance, how much they are in Squamish, Pemberton, compared to the city. In the city, they're roughly 173 right now. It's 173, I should say, per litre. Looking at 165 in Squamish yesterday. And, uh, yeah, the discussion about those prices, which realistically... You know, somebody pointing out that what with uh, more money being printed during the pandemic, the value of our dollar is going down. So do prepare for some leaner times. He's got a point. All right, folks. Yeah, maybe get a jerry can, you know, and uh, have that somewhere handy. So for, or bike, <laughs> and you've got lots of opportunity this week to do some great biking. Uh, this week's Toonie Ride ends today. You've still got time to do a chiller or a thriller route on the Toonie Ride. And next week's Toonie Ride has, uh, what's it include? It's Darwin, Sirloin, and a bit of Chipmunk Rebellion is going to be the Toonie for next week. So you have plenty of time to get that done in cooler temperatures today over the weekend and then late next week. So Thursday could be a really good time too. But get your Trail Forks badge and then you'll be able to, uh, well, you know, uh, be in a chance to get some amazing prizing. So there was a tree down on microclimate on Blackcomb as well, but the chief stick officer advised you to watch out for moon dust on some of the shoots and tight corners, but the tree has been cleared. Good to know. There are some very dry runs, however, around uh, around the, the valley, including AMPM in Chequemus and Moose Knuckles, but... The Nestor's Hill area has reopened. That's right. Uh, you've now got uh, Cut Your Bars and all those trails, shits and giggles. They're all open. The fire thinning has closed and done, well, earlier than they were anticipating to do this year, but they were trying to get it done last year. So the RMOW has announced that those trails are now open. But they've also announced a couple other things, that they've dropped their lawsuit against Peak News Magazine after finding that customer information at the RMOW, the municipality, hasn't been affected by the cyber attack, so they're no longer uh, going against the dropping... Yeah, they've dropped their lawsuit against the peak. News Magazine, they announced that yesterday. They also announced or put up a little sign, which is getting a lot of traction online, about the potential for fines on Pleasure Craft. 
If you've got a stand-up paddleboard or an inflatable kayak and you're out on any of Whistler's lakes, it is actually Canadian law that you must carry a PFD or a life jacket along with a sound device, a whistle. And conservation officers are now doing patrols on Whistler lakes and can issue you a fine of $230 per missing item. Uh, I had a look at the actual spread like website there too. It says you also might need a bailer for a stand-up paddleboard, but a uh, warning from from the municipality yesterday that if you're found by the conservation office not having a PFD or uh, maybe some people carry two, but uh, or a whistle that you could be by a total of $460, you know. So not only are you paying for parking to pump up that pleasure craft and have the pleasure of using it on the lakes now, <laughs> uh, or you can bike it. I've seen people try and do that. They've come up to, with some little pulley devices. Merrick, I've seen you around town pulling your paddleboard on wheels behind your bike. I hope you've got room now for a whistle and a PFD as well. So more, uh, yeah, more, more news as well from the peak as well, saying that, uh, well, tourism is ramping up in phase three. It is, isn't it? Isn't Nagomi Sushi has been pretty quiet, I've got to say. And a lot of that uh, being said by businesses around town, but some businesses also struggling to open full time, what with such a lack of staff. Well, not surprising when people are asking $850 to share a room or a bed in Emerald, you know, so many factors affecting the housing situation and lack of workers in town and therefore the lack of businesses to be able to cope with the, now the increased volume of tourists, but nothing like it will be once the borders open. Let's bear that in mind. Mm. But some great parties and things happening this week. How about the Whistler Kids Festival kicking off today with a number of online as well as in-person events. Ira Pedal, I know, is going to be thrilled to be, uh, you to be a, a big part of that. So Whistler Film Festival, look online. It's happening for an entire month, really, with all the virtual events. So make sure you have a look at that. If you have kids, lots to offer. But if you're not a kid, how about the fact there's going to be a cracking Wimbledon party tomorrow? What with veterans DJ Foxy Moron and Vinyl Richie, a.k.a. Ace and Scotty, at the Whistler Racket Club tomorrow. This is going to be at 5 p.m., a Wimbledon party. Lots of soul from those veteran DJs on the 45s. It's going to be an absolute time at the Whistler Racket Club tomorrow. That's at 5 p.m., uh, also live music tomorrow night at Alpine Cafe Charlie Stenner is going to be playing with Bob on the saxophone as well that's at 7pm at Alpine Cafe so lots of opportunity for live music karaoke's back at the Crystal it's going off, it really is including a roller disco at the Whistle Racket Club that I've really got to check out I did a roller disco birthday party at the Hangar a couple of years ago which was an absolute hoot but look out for broken wrists it's a real threat along with uh, uh, well, bad ankles spraining your ankle, hey James? Mm. Jim Bob, look out for that. So, yeah, some really great opportunities to party. If you have any you want to share, let me know at thewhistlepulse at gmail.com. More than happy to give shout-outs to local businesses doing something extra fun as well that I might just miss. You know, I'm trying to consolidate the podcast so you don't get bored hearing me and I give you all the information you want to hear. But if you have something, let me know. I'll let people know. Too easy. Well... Goes my notes. So what else do we want to let you know about? Well, a couple birthday shout outs for sure. That's including some people for tomorrow. Well, today's birthday shout out is for Haley O'Brien. She's been, well, she killed it and did wedge mount just the other day. It's been years since I've done that uh, hike. I'm doing one tomorrow that uh, rivals a bit of elevation game. But anyway, happy birthday, Haley, And to ruckus, Erica Lawson, the rock star mum and a hell of a hockey player. I really 
certainly need to see you light up a penalty net. We were chatting about the difference between hockey and footy goals, footy penalties. So, Erica, uh, happy birthday for tomorrow. I hope you have a phenomenal day with your beautiful family. I really do. And uh, I hope to see you super soon again. Leanne Quirk's birthday is tomorrow. Johnny Byrne, he's no longer in Whistler, but I hope this reaches him along with Mitchell Winton's. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a phenomenal Saturday. It's going to be sunny. And along with Tom Kenny's birthday on July 11th, Etienne Susk is no longer in town. Wishing him a happy birthday along with Kate Kurlowitz down in Squamish. It's her birthday on July 11th too. Happy birthday, team. But Haley, for your birthday today, well, we've got some perler facts from Stinky's on the stroll. I popped by there yesterday to see Stinky for a little light refreshment on a Thursday. I was thirsty. Thirsty Thursday. And he's got some cracking facts for you today. How about the fact? I don't know if you've watched the latest season of The Crown. I have. But Michael Fagan broke into Buckingham Palace on this day in 1982 and entered the Queen's bedroom. Hell of an episode. You've really got to check that series out. I'm not exactly a monarchist sympathizer, but it's absolutely historically fascinating. So well acted. Yeah, super cool that. Uh, Along with, well, speaking of royalty, English King Henry VIII, he annulled his sixth month marriage to his fourth wife, Anne of Cleves, on this day in 1540. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Tom Hanks' birthday today. Good to know. Uh, along with the fact, these uh, these facts from Music Facts really got me tickled. I know Stinky stoked on them too. Bill Haley and the Comets went to number one on this day in 1955 with A Rock Around the Clock. Mm-hmm. It was number one for eight weeks, became one of the biggest selling singles of all time. But a year later in 56, Bill Haley and the Comets after, got into trouble after the June 30th. Well, this was after the... Trouble at one of their gigs at Asbury Park on June 30th. They were denied permission, Bill Haley and the Comets, were denied permission to play at the Roosevelt Stadium in Jersey City. This is because a city ordinance was passed that read, check this out, rock and roll music encouraged juvenile delinquency and inspired young females in lewd bathing suits to perform obscene dances on the city's beaches. So it's 1956, folks. We've come a long way. 1958, Johnny Cash signed with Columbia Records on this day. And in 1962, Bob Dylan wrote Blowin', well, he recorded Blowin' in the Wind. That was just two uh, verses at the time. He added a middle verse later on in, uh, well, uh, later on. But yeah, 1962 on this day. Huh. Super cool facts for you there, along with a little bit of trivia on today's track recommendation, which is by uh, Mac Miller. Blue World. I've been really, really digging it right now on my kind of summer playlist. And it came out back in, what was it, February February 4th, 2020, from Circles, posthumously, of course. But it includes uh, what's written by Miller, but along with Guy Lawrence of Disclosure. So it's got some really kind of Disclosure uh, vibes on there, too. You're going to really notice that feel to it. But apparently it was one of, uh, it made one of Barack Obama's playlists. Uh, it was one of his favorite music tracks of 2020. So, yeah. Oh totally deserves a play today. Check it out. Mac Miller's Blue World. But a track you really want to check out is going to be Sundays. And it's, don't worry, I've already put it in the podcast for you. I've got a very special guest in today's local lounge. That's uh, local creative and musician Ryan Harris, who's shared some stories with us on today's local lounge, along with his track Sundays. So give it a listen. Uh, Stay here or, you know, come back later on in the day if you're busy. But hope you have a phenomenal Friday and weekend. Enjoy 
the local lounge. So glad to get an episode back for your ears. And also a request to to keep your comment. Keep your nominations coming if you have them for Be Vocal About a Local. We've got some fantastic prizing from Picnic Whistler, an OG picnic box, absolutely delicious, that you can selflessly nominate someone to receive just for having been an amazing individual. If you've got a story of them, you know, jacking up your car and helping out with changing a tire or or doing something super charitable within the community, we want to hear about it. For instance, there was a great story yesterday about somebody administering an EpiPen up on the Garibaldi Rubble Creek Trail and saving a life until search and rescue could get there. If you know people that you really, you know, have gone above and beyond and they're just too humble to admit it, well, nominate them. Send me an email and they could win an OG picnic box from Picnic Whistler. Mm -mm. Yum. So yeah, happy Friday. That's it. That's all, folks, uh, from me. But hang tight here for the Whistler Pulse Local Lounge. The Pulse Local Lounge. Hello? Hey, Ryan. It's Laura. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Happy Thursday. What's shaking? How much? I'm just about to drink smoothie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Not much going on. Okay, nice, nice. Which yeah. uh, which is unlike you. You're normally adventuring or up to something. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. But uh, lately, not as much. I've been kind of sticking around here and just enjoying Whistler and, I don't know, taking it a bit slower. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Well, we have tons to talk about uh, because you've got so many stories to share. You've got a lot going on. Well, it seems like you have a lot going on right now, what with the uh, the Hip Camp competition too that you probably want to talk about, but more importantly, your music too because although you you run the Beacon Media Group now with Chris making a change too, not Kasonas that we're going to talk about, you should tell us where your passion for music started and, and why you're moving into the direction to really showcase your music more. Yeah, for sure. So I, uh, I grew up traveling around the world with my parents. Uh, they moved us to Australia when I was four for three years and then mm. back to Ottawa and then to New Zealand after that for another three years for most of high school. So the whole time I, I started learning guitar um, when I was 10, I think. And that, you know, I'd show up in a new city with uh, my sister and my brother. We wouldn't really have any friends. So I just Mm-hmm. basically spend all my time playing guitar and skateboarding. And that's, that's when music became a huge part of my life because, yeah, had no friends. That was like a constant in my life as we traveled around. Wow, wow. Tough. I, I, my dad was in the army, so I did a lot of traveling around too, like Germany, lived there for yeah, years. So, yeah. yeah, moving around every few years made you constantly had to make new friends. But I, I wish I had a guitar. I wish I had the patience for a guitar. I tried when I was 16, but that's amazing that you found <laughs> you found a creative outlet and a channel. That's awesome. Because you play, brother, does your sister play guitar? I know your brother does. Uh, my brother played the drums for a while, but uh, mm. my mom actually played guitar so she was kind of an inspiration and on the patient patient thing too i tell my my sister has three kids and they're all under eight and like the more skills that you can kind of cram into you know young children's heads Mm. before they even know that they're learning them like i didn't know i was practicing guitar Mm. um when i was 11 right it's just something i did it didn't really feel like work yeah um 
but as I get older, you know, learning these new skills just feels so much harder. Like I'm learning Spanish right now. And I just know if I was learning at age 11, it would feel like a lot less work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well put. Well put. Yeah, you got to use that. That's an interesting way to put it, hey? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Uh, and schedule-wise as well, because you're not, you're not really <laughs> working at that age, right? So Totally. A lot yeah. more free time. A lot yeah. more free time between homework, you know, like put the maths aside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> nice. So, so tell us, obviously you've got a few tracks now on Spotify. I think your latest track is Sundays, but Break, the D- Break Me Down came out this year. You've had Close to Home on there as well since last year. Tell us about those tracks, where your influences come from. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, yeah, I've been playing music my whole life, and I've never actually put anything out there. Um, I've never written my own song until last year, 2020. We did a film shoot for Corona, the beer company, uh, not the virus, luckily. <laughs> but uh, and uh, I decided to make a song for that, and actually, a couple of my friends pushed me to do it. And I didn't really think anything of it. We just went to the recording studio for literally like an hour. I wrote some random riffs. Um, worked with a little uh, producer in North Van and then made close to home. And I put it out on Spotify just kind of on a whim with mm. no real plan. I thought like, how cool would it be if I could get like a thousand streams um, on that song? And it ended up doing a lot better than I thought I would get messages from people kind of all over the world showing me where they were listening to that song, you know, like in Sweden, having a coffee on a dock or wow. walk, walking their dog. And, that's when I kind of, it reaffirmed for me like how important music is in my life. And that, that feeling of seeing or hearing about someone listening to your song somewhere else in the world, that's, I haven't had a feeling like that in a long time, mm. if ever. So, yeah, yeah, so I special. Kind of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So where do you want to want to take this? That's amazing that that I didn't realize that 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 came from your your media group, Beacon Media Group, from that video you orchestrated and made that video. That solved copyright for one thing, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It made the copyright music a bit easier. But mm. yeah, where do I want to take it? That is, that is kind of a good question. I mean, I think we chatted briefly, but I my goal for the year was to get 100,000 Spotify streams. I think I was at 6,000 at the start of the year Mm -hmm. and I'm at 90,000 now. Wow. Ryan, Um, that's amazing. So that, that's exciting to see. I mean, when I, when I set that goal, I really, it felt pretty close to impossible Mm -hmm. or unlikely Mm -hmm. when I set it on new year's, but um, I made a bit of a plan and just literally put sticky notes around my house (laughs) with, with that goal on it. And just, I also told a lot of people, and that's another good reminder and what I'm going to do for all my future goals is just tell people that are close to you in your life and let them kind of shame you and keep you on track (laughs) if you're not putting in your best effort, which I wasn't always at times. So that's cool. It's hard to believe in yourself all the time, right? You need people to build you up and remind you that what you are doing is worthy, you know, like good for you that you have people around Mm. you in your life doing that too. Yeah, no, it's nice. And people that give it to you straight, it's it's not that you should always believe in yourself in the sense that you're Mm. good, Mm -hmm. because you might not be, (laughs) you know, like, I got to be honest, like some of the stuff I put out, or at least, you know, a couple of the early songs I wrote, I wasn't overly happy with them. But I understood that that was the path to getting 
to making things that I actually kind of respected and mm-hmm. I'm still on that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it gets harder as you get older, I find, because, uh, you know, your ego kind of gets a bit stronger or like who you are as a person. It feels like there's more to lose when you put out something that's not as good as you want it to be. Sure, um, so, sure. Yeah. Had that conversation mm. with a girlfriend yesterday. She uh, she bought an outfit, and she was saying that the, the the lady that owns the store. She's absolutely wonderful, but she said, you know what? She always tells me I look great in any outfit, and she's like, and I don't trust that. You know, like I want someone to yeah. tell me that looks like a sack of potatoes. Like, let's find something else for you. You're you're so right. You hit the nail on the head. You know, constructive criticism and being called out is super important too. Yeah, well said, well put. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's important. To kind of definitely have been focusing on yeah having those types of people around me and uh yeah it just makes your life just makes it better <laughs> yeah agreed agreed so mm-hmm. with those tracks out in the world you're 10,000 uh like streams away from hitting your goal and we're only on July 8th but have you got any any future gigs that we can be able to see you at live is that something you want to be doing what are you thinking yeah, I'm thinking about playing on the Alpine patio, Alpine Cafe awesome. <laughs> in Whistler, obviously. So I think I'll do that with my friends, uh, the Audi band in Squamish. We're going to do a little night there. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not trying not to take it too seriously because, you know, I made filmmaking, which was my passion, into my job. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, that's amazing to get to do that full time. Um, I'm a little worried with music if I was lucky enough <laughs> to have the opportunity to make it mm-hmm. more of my life. It just it's a little bit scary to like commercialize something that you love. <laughs> totally. You don't want to take the um, love and passion out of it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to move slow and and stick to the fun parts of it and, and just see where it takes me. Fantastic. So with your full time job with the Beacon Media Group that I mean tell us about that. When did you start it? What projects have you got coming up? And tell us about the hip camp competition that you're you that is currently going on. I've I know there's another girl in town too, Shannon, who's entered this, but tell us more about it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Beacon Media Group, I started it started it in university. I got a small government grant when I was a lot. I think I started university when I was 17. So I got a government grant around then to start a film business. And then I kind of merged with my brother, who's an engineer, and we created Beacon Media Group. And yeah, I guess it's been like, how long has it been? Nine or 10 years now. And yeah, we've been lucky enough to just travel around the world and make films for companies like, you know, like Red Bull and GoPro and hotels and you know, all these different brands that yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't even really imagine when I was younger. So, mm. that's but that's because really you do fun. high quality work, Ryan. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We try for sure, and that's been really fun coming up. Yeah, the hip camp competition is a bit more of a personal kind of thing, but uh, hip camp is like the Airbnb for campsites, and one person gets to go for a month in August, twenty thousand dollars, and you get to go to. 20 of the best campsites in Canada and you just kind of make a series of films about it. So wow. I applied, I applied to that and it would be a, it would be a long month of travel, but honestly, I, I love Canada and just to see more of it and get paid to do it would be a pretty amazing opportunity. Phenomenal. Well, fingers crossed. When does the voting close? July 26th. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got time. You got time. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, I, I would drop a link into this, but audio and links just don't really work that well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to even spell out an email address sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, okay. I want to. Um, I wonder what you want to talk about the most. I mean, you you helped your brother too with the Nook Saunas launch. I mean, he's taking that on full time and splitting from Beacon Media Group. Do you still have an involvement there? Do you still use a sauna a lot in your own time? <laughs> oh yeah. So we yeah, I live in White Gold in Whistler, and we have we have a new Kasana right outside of our door like 10 steps away so awesome literally the morning routine wake up like just after six have a coffee and some water and then do a workout hop in the sauna and then the Fitzsimmons river is probably like 150 feet from my house so <laughs> usually my roommate and I or one of my friends and we'll we'll run to the river swim in there it's freezing cold <laughs> and then yeah and then do another sauna session and that's been game changing just I, like obviously there's the physical parts of sauna that most people have probably read about now just like lower br- blood pressure and mm-hmm. stuff like that <clears throat> but also just having time off your phone uh hanging out with other people in a wooden barrel <laughs> and talking crucial yeah pretty priceless and yeah a little unfortunately kind of rare these days so mm-hmm. that's yeah i do sauna every day and in terms of the company uh, it's one of those things where you solve your own problem and then it turns into a business. Mm, <laughs> mm. So, yeah, Chris made the first barrel sauna uh, that we actually did a shoot with probably like four or five years ago. When we posted it online, it was for a beer ad, and all these people would keep emailing, mm. asking about the sauna and where they could buy one or get <laughs> plans to build one. So. I guess it was a few years ago now, Chris kind of decided, I mean, both of us at the time that we could probably turn it into like a small little side company. I started building from the Whistler tool library, um, in our front yard. Wow. Uh, spent, yeah. Just running the wood through these really terrible machines all day. Um, and yeah, if you fast forward to today, Chris has a shop with, I don't even know how many employees he has now, probably like nine or 10, Wow. And yeah. Based in Squamish. I'll go for a bike ride around Whistler now and I'll see like three or four saunas I didn't even know existed just all over town. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome to watch. And and awesome to see just, you know, a product that you can really get behind. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like everyone wins <laughs> if you buy a sauna because, you know, it's obviously good for the company and then for the person buying the sauna, both socially and physically, yeah, it's such an awesome product. It, it can really make your life a lot better. I, do you know, I, I, I totally agree. Like one of the f- favorite places I had for socializing was the sauna at Meadow Park when I first got to town, like oh, 10 years yeah. ago. Like just like you said, for the social interaction, that 15, 20 minutes, whatever time it is you're in there for, and you're interacting with people. I've heard stories in there from a guy going to <laughs> like see you two at Michael O'Leary's birthday, the owner of Ryanair <laughs> yeah. in Ireland with 200 people in attendance. And you're like, yeah, these people, that you know you get to know and hear about around town like obviously with a private sauna it's different but the social interaction and the physicality of it is is priceless yeah well put nice so true i feel like that sauna or maybe all of them like they just attract these legendary older people (laughs) like i go into the meadow park one and 
yeah, you just hear a couple of words come out of the corner and then some older man or woman would just drop into the coolest story ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so it's, uh, bunch of random stuff. I'm not, uh, I'm not fully involved in the company anymore. I had, I mean, it's another topic, but I had to kind of be honest about where my passions lay. I, I was positive the company would do really, really well, but you know, managing a massive warehouse and mm. all these customers was not really for me. I'm more on the creative side of things. So, so I decided to step back a little bit in that sense. Yeah, yeah, which uh, gives you way more time to to channel your passions into Beacon Media and now your music. So do you have a track that you want to share on the podcast for listeners or would you rather, you know, direct people to your Spotify streams? We want to get you to hit that target, you know, your 10,000 away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you definitely drop in. I mean, whichever you feel is fitting, but I guess the new one Sundays would work in here. And honestly, I, I don't care where people listen to it, but in the end... You know, having a numbers goal is fun because it keeps you focused, but mm. it doesn't it doesn't really matter as long as people are listening to the music that's that's cool with me and the funny yeah, with that song Sundays, I made that entire thing in my bedroom. Mm. Um, I had no idea how to record or mix a song or add drums or anything like that um, early this year, so wow. it was an experiment, but yeah, I'm well happy with that. done. <laughs> Thank you. Well, phenomenal. Keep up the journey, Ryan. I'm, I'm absolute pleasure to share that story about Sundays and your learning. Or like you said, it's it's your journey. You know, you're still you're still on it. So thanks so much for sharing your voice and having the confidence to do it. You know. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I really send it back to what we were talking about at the start. Just having people around you that will kind of call you out when you're not living up to your potential and then uh, also encourage you when they see that, uh, yeah, you have a certain skill or something like that. It's very important. So, Amen. Hallelujah. Well put. Hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your time today, Ryan. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I'll make sure we squeeze in Sundays for people. Mm. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks so much. The Whistle Pulse Local Lounge.
Whistle Pulse podcast is here for you every Tuesday and Friday morning in the summer at around 8.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Strolling down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs.